0: Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati
0: with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata.
2: We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati again When I started this podcast, this really felt like a pod that we do after a loss. It just kind of just feels like a dagger that you get that news right around 4 to 5 p.m. that you're going to be without Jamar Chase. Um, Could be. Nothing is final right now, but it does look like he's out for Monday to be determined on what that looks like if he goes on short-term IR, if he'll miss four games. Um, He's definitely getting extra specialist visits and finding out it more information before the Bengals make that move. We will more than likely get that move in the next 48 hours as we're recording this on a Thursday night. With that being said, we'll talk about Monday night football and it's Al Jamar Chase. Cleveland Browns have a pretty lengthy injury report too. What is going to happen on Monday night?
1: Okay. Um, So I had a prediction ready, and then the news broke. And now I'm like, okay, do you stick with that? It has to be a little bit different because Chase does have quite an impact on the team. I would say, I think that, okay, so let's just talk about the styles make fights, right? The styles here are the Browns like to run under center. They like to run the ball, and they like to run play action off of it. They've got the best running back in the league, some say. I Mm -hmm. I would. I agree. I would agree. Uh but you know I just want to say yeah Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor, these guys are great. Chris McCaffrey. Wow, but, we,
2: see, we saw we saw Derek Henry.
1: All right, he was he had the foot thing. Yeah. <laughs> he was like 3 weeks removed from a foot fracture, but okay, yeah. Okay. yeah did, the Bengals right. did a Nick Chubb. Him. Play.
2: I'm giving Nick, Nick Chubb. Nick play. Chubb
1: is the one that kills the Bengals. Let's just get there. Let's yes,
2: just He's a killer. He's a Bengals.
1: definitely the best <laughs> best running back the Bengals face. Um so <laughs> he's he's awesome. And they've got a really good offensive line, even though it's slightly worse than last year, um, just because they lost all pro JC Treder And now they've got, I don't remember who they're. Wyatt Teller person. could be out. Wyatt Teller could be out. That's mm-hmm. big. I didn't even see that. but Yeah, he's on in the injury report. Wyatt Teller and Joel Petonio are the best guard duo in the NFL. Um, I just, that's just, they're both top five at their position. They're both elite to borderline elite players. I don't know what, what, uh, how much that means. I know a lot of people try to say guards, the least valuable offensive line position, whatever. They make that run game go. They've got solid tackles that, you know, do well in that run game as well. I think if the Bengals want to stop the run game, it honestly comes down to their offense being explosive, not explosive, but efficient and able to score, uh, score touchdowns. Because if they can score, they're not like the Falcons where they'll end up with 13 pass attempts, even though they're down 21 most of the game. They will throw the ball if they go down. So, do you force them to pass? Because their passing offense isn't anything to write home about. It looks fairly good statistically, but that's because they can run a ton of play action and get teams to bite really hard because their run game's really good. So that's their offense. I think if the Browns get out to a lead or this game is even and the Bengals offense isn't motoring that well, I think you could see their offense work really well. But if you could force them to get into obvious passing downs and get into the obvious passing formations, then I think the Bengals defense has the upper hand. Then on the defensive side, I mean, that Browns defense... It's uh, not great. It's uh, what some would describe as a Burger King because the offense can have it their way. <laughs> oh, first. I was
2: thinking like you met just like really bad food. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that too. So, uh, that too. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah, their run defense isn't good. Their defensive tackles uh, have been bad, just bad this year. They like to play four downs. So they have four linemen on the – front and then two linebackers behind it typically i mean the bengals don't really get into heavy stuff to try to force them into their base personnel so nickel personnel is four down two linebackers those guys just haven't been able to defend the run they've got clowney and garrett both can defend the run a bit different levels um but the, man those defensive tackles they get moved like 7 yards repeatedly not just like a one time thing it's like oof not a great unit um and then the linebackers aren't doing a good job to jok has regressed a tiny bit i know they just added uh deon jones he's been more of a coverage guy his whole career and then their safeties aren't playing that well either and then the corners are also disappointing in the passing game i mean i feel like maybe it's the communication maybe it's the safeties i don't know but all this to say i think the Bengals are going to be able to play offense even without jamar chase i think t higgins tyler boyd the way the Browns like to play defense plays into the Bengals. They like to be in cover three. They like to play quarters as they're too high package. And the Bengals haven't struggled that much against quarters. They struggle when you start playing those cover two and quarter quarter half stuff. They don't really get into that too often. So I think the Bengals offense will be fine. Can the defense hold up? I think the game could come down to do the Bengals take a lead or you know start strong, just like the Falcons game because if they start strong i feel very confident about this team winning but if they start slow and they let the browns run game get going i don't know if they can stop it even with j2 playing much better than what they had there the past couple weeks i will say 34 27 bengals as my prediction They're i think the bengals 34? still get 34 i still i wrote that before and i i do feel like maybe i should change it to 31 no, or 27. I love it. But I'm just going to go 34. I think this Bengals' office is still going to move the ball against the Browns. I don't think their defense stops and I think Denzel Ward looks like he's going to miss another week. And then you're looking at all these injuries. They weren't even good with Ward, who I think is a really good corner. The safeties have both been playing poorly. Just a lot going wrong for them. And then you got a rookie slot guy against Tyler Boyd. I'll take it.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: some of these guys they'll put on there they're not going to practice and they'll list the injury and they end up being just fine. Um, it's just weird with a Monday night football game. It's actually Wednesday in the NFL world for the Bengals and the Browns is their first full day. We'll see another practice tomorrow. And then it's light after that with their walkthroughs before travel day. But you look at them, they're without Denzel Ward right now. The concussion stuff is pretty scary with Denzel Ward because he's had quite a few. Um, and everybody knows how the NFL is working right now when it comes to concussions. They're
1: I think, oh, I think this is like his third week missed with this one concussion. So it must be yeah. really bad.
2: Yeah, it's it, early October uh, when he had that. I want to say it was against the Chargers. So, yeah, that's definitely – it's a scary situation altogether, but not having him out there will hurt their secondary, even though it hasn't been playing that great. Wyatt Teller uh, dealing with the calf injury. I know Miles Garrett has been listed on these reports, still playing, but um, after that car accident that he was in, uh, you, you know, just another, some other questionable guys that might end up playing a few rest guys, but definitely something to keep an eye on. I think with Wyatt Teller um, more than anybody on and the J
1: do not, yeah, not he's practice. on there right now
2: too. Yeah. And that, all of them didn't practice today. So I think tomorrow we'll get a better look at what, we're probably going to see on Monday night football. You normally do see that on your Thursday reports more than your Wednesday because it can be loaded with guys who don't practice. And then some guys are on rest days and it did list a few guys who were just having rest days, but just something to keep an eye on too. Um, that not only are Cincinnati dealing with losing Jamar chase, and you don't have DJ reader out there. You do have another team who has injuries too. So I agree with you. Um, I think Cincinnati wins this game still. I gave my prediction already. We do predictions over on All Bengals, and I wrote it this morning, think I, I was ahead of the game, Think oh, I'm getting this Me out too. of the way. I don't need to do anything. I mentioned Jamar Chase in there. I just, I mean, I'm going to have to go back and edit and change that because I'm going to look silly. Um, I actually, even with Jamar Chase, didn't have them hitting 30. I, I think it's been really fun to watch this offense over the last couple of weeks and still feel like they could get 30. And, you know, now I feel like, there's pro- I I just don't see it, uh, depending on how the start looks, the fast start. Brian Callahan talked about it today. You know, if they win the toss, they're going to go for it. If, they, if the Browns lose it, I still see – or if the Browns win it, I still see them deferring, and Cincinnati goes for it. And I think it's just really kind of the same game plan that we saw against Atlanta getting off to that fast start. You're going to be without one of your playmakers, but – I think what terrifies me the most, and we talked about it in the early predictions is Nick Chubb. Um, It's just the past history, what he's been able to do. But at the same time, I think about that game a lot last year at Paul Brown Stadium. And just when they had Baker Mayfield in most of those games, he had to play his face off um, and just look unreal. And they played their best game against Cincinnati. And when it rained, it poured. Everything went wrong. There were turnovers. It just looked so sloppy uh, going into their bye week. But I think Joe knows he's 0 3 against this team. And yes, he's going to be without one of his favorite guys. He doesn't he doesn't want to drop to 0-4. You don't want to drop to 0-3 in the AFC North if you have any shots at getting to the playoffs. It's going to be hard in the wild card spot and you want to, the best route to get there is going to be winning the division again. And you're right there with the Baltimore Ravens. So I think they win. I think it's going to be a close one. It might not look like a great football game. I'll say 26-20 uh, and it's more, I just think that they, they can get enough going with the Browns offense to put up 20 with Nick Chubb and do enough. Um, but I still like this defense and my next question, because we have to follow it up every week until it happens. Will they give up a second half touchdown this defense? Yes. Oh.
1: Cause I haven't scored 27.
2: So you're right. you're,
1: that'll be hard to, that'll be hard to do it. Didn't you say last week they, the same thing? I, I did. I, I, they were. It was close. Eli Apple almost did <laughs> right before, right before halftime. I think it's it's gonna break eventually. I don't. This you is can, good, They this can do it a in now. That's a, fine. This is a pretty good offense. They could do it in now. Yeah, that's that's yeah. basically what I'd say. Do they score in the third quarter? Because the third quarter defense has been the best part. I think. Um. So I'll say no. But um. Anyway. Uh. Just real quick, is that the Browns defense? 28th by uh, I'm using DVOA, which is very you know, I don't know how it's calculated advanced stat for adjusting for the opponent and how well they do down to down and taking out some variance. Um, 28th, six, but fifth, six worth uh, pass defense and 27th rush defense. So, neither one is good and they are banged up now. I just I just remember those 2020 games. And if this game's gonna be like in 2020, Joe Burrow's able to slowly move the ball down the field. They lost 34-37 in that one. Um, but hey, that was a close game. They should have won. I still remember the geo yo-yo motion <laughs> to score the game-winning touchdown. That that lives in my mind forever. Um, but I think it'll be like one of those. That's that's how I feel is just I think the Browns will be able to move the ball. I think Stefanski has always done a good job against the Bengals defense no matter what, but I think that the Bengals offense will have the upper hand because I've been saying they're they're not an elite unit anymore, but they could be above average and you're facing one of the worst defenses in the league that's injured. Yeah. I'll take
2: it. I, honestly, yeah. And I, I sound so old and I sound like a broken record, but I'll just say it as long as they get off to a fast start, I'll feel good about. The way this game is going to go um in the first and second half but you know i just think a lot of we're going to end this very optimistic we already ended it optimistic we both predicted a win for them and we know jamar chase won't be playing so i think looking ahead the most important thing is you take this week and you if they get a win that's huge because you get carolina panthers at home um dropping
1: well, to oh and three in the division would also be very bad
2: it would be very and to be without your receiver uh, for a few weeks. That could be, that just would be just a dagger. There, the optimist optimism. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I would have it. I I'd it still
1: would, be there as long as they beat the Panthers. I think they make the playoffs and then they can go on a run. But I'd be like, that'll ah, probably be on the road a lot in those playoff games.
2: <laughs> it would just feel like s- without, they didn't deal with the Jamar Chase injury last year, but it would feel like such deja vu of going into your buy, just kind of feeling like, Ooh, you got some work to do in November and December. Um, So I'm just not, yeah, I'm not, we're not thinking about that. I think people just need to realize instead of counting all these four games, these five games, these six games, I did it. I said, he's eligible. If he goes on the IR, he's not on there yet. If he goes on there, he'd be eligible to return for the Kansas City Chiefs game early December. But at the same time, I think you do. You got to take it week by week. It, it you still got Joe Burrow out there, and with Joe Burrow, you always have a shot. I think a lot of people forget what we saw from Joe Burrow. I want to say November of his rookie year, um, obviously before the injury, and he, this offense really started to gain their chemistry. Guess who they didn't have on their offense? And Jamar Chase wasn't drafted Chase, yet. That's why I year. brought up 2020. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to think of what T. Higgins was. That connection we started to talk about. Wow, look at him and Tyler yep, Boyd. T. That T, T.
1: Higgins, Joe Burrow, both better players than they were in 2020. I think Zach yeah. has improved as a play caller. I think this offensive line is better than 2020.
2: Defense.
1: They have 37, so I hope it's better.
2: Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, <laughs> yes, yeah, I think the defense is better too on paper and everything. Um, yeah, I just I think that this is a better team than 2020, and the Browns' defense is different. But it's been bad so far. I, I they could play well. They this is a team that sees the Bengals a lot. So they could play well. They could bring the Bengals down to you know their level or something. I just would predict the Bengals offense does fine this week. I think they'll I think they'll look good. And we're not gonna look ahead. Just nope. I think just take this week, Monday night football. I think the Bengals win. I don't feel as confident as I did against the Falcons or the Steelers. Like I don't think this is a the Bengals win unless they turn the ball over a few times even though I'm, I guess I'm predicting like a seven point win, whatever. Go <laughs> with the scores off the top of my head, man. I do a uh, lot
2: doing it, breaking news. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but I, I just want to get them above 30 and I think they win. So that's where I am. If it ends up 31, 27, 34, 30, even. I think it could happen. I just, I think they win. I think they go above 30. They could lose this game if they lose the opening script is all I think is if the Browns get out to an early lead and then they can just pound the rock. That's the script for the Bengals loss.
2: I think this is going to be so telling too. Um, you're dealing with this in the middle of a season as you're really getting to roll with your offense in a prime month of November, early December of what we've already talked about oh, Joe Burrow the last couple of weeks and who he can be put in that MVP conversation. If he keeps this offense rolling and they still get it going and you have a better mm-hmm. offensive line, you you better realize what kind of quarterback you have over here. And people just kind of forgot that he's still here. You still the, got Joe Burrow.
1: The MVP narrative gets so much stronger if he could keep playing well without Jamar Chase. Cause then it's like, well, he doesn't even need his number one receiver. This guy could still do it without him so yeah this is this is the uh storyline scenario and then when he gets jamar back hopefully um mm-hmm. he faces all those tough opponents and possible, awesome, awesome other possible mvps and can show them up on the national stage so this is the scenario that joe burrow could win the mvp but uh, it all comes down it all starts monday and we'll see how they can perform without their number one guy
2: I'll make this really quick because we do have to wrap up. But but it's the same for T. Higgins. There was a lot of talk this off season. Is hey, can this team pay two wide receivers? Can it happen? Can they keep T. Higgins? This is T. Higgins' time. Time to keep shining because he's proved he can be wide receiver number one when they need to go to him, and he's still a big part of this offense. So you got plenty of guys who can who can step up, and uh, we'll see that on Monday Night Football. I know you'll have plenty on all Bengals. What's up there now?
1: Um, I'm not going to be able to get a preview article up know, in a few weeks, but uh, I will have the takeaways article after the game on Monday. So hopefully, we're writing something very nice. I do have to let the people know that are this late in. Next week's going to be a little bit rough for uh, the content from me because I'm going to be traveling a couple days. Just sorry. <laughs>
2: Well, the good news is they will get win, lose, or draw. They will get a podcast from us probably around around midnight, one in the morning. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about to recap that Monday night football Halloween game, including all the costumes that we're going to (laughs) see. Um, I would much rather talk about Halloween masks than than the bad part of not having Jamar Chase. But still, optimistic podcast. We are here for you. Team is 4-3 and three with a chance to get a big division win on Monday Night Football. Make sure you follow along over on Twitter, Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. We'll be back in a couple of days to recap Monday Night Football on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.